following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. Well, June, we often hear about forgiving others as we talk about the topic of forgiveness, which you do hear often. Mm -hmm. Uh, What about this idea of divine forgiveness? Hmm. Tell me about that. Well, you know, some people even struggle with forgiving others. And um, I think it's important to realize once we learn how much God loves us and literally forgives us, that can be the catalyst that compels us to forgive others. Hmm. Uh, Then you can actually forgive others with the Lord's divine forgiveness. Uh, The Bible says, the Lord our God is merciful and forgiving, even though we have rebelled against him. That's Daniel 9, chapter 9, verse 9. So divine forgiveness is the fact that God, in his mercy, chose to release us from the penalty of our sins. Now, unfortunately, some people refuse to receive Mm -hmm. this gift from God. Just because he is willing to forgive us, that doesn't mean uh, that um, we are in a position um, or take the position of receiving that forgiveness. But it's, it's important to understand the character of God. In Psalm 103, uh, in several verses, it says, The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities, meaning our sins. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Um, so, so divine forgiveness, uh, we see, is an act of, of God, our merciful God. But also, divine forgiveness was extended by Jesus, who literally paid the penalty for our sins in full, meaning he died on the cross uh, as a payment for the sins of all people. Now, while we owe a debt we could not pay, he paid a debt he did not owe. Mm -hmm. That's a classic statement. Never will forget the first time I heard that. We owed a debt as as being sinful, choosing many times to go against God's will. And so we owed a debt we could not pay, but he paid a debt he didn't owe, meaning one of the many messianic prophecies, the prophecies of of who this Messiah would be. Uh, The word Messiah is the word Christ. They were meaning the anointed one. And... uh, so, so I love this scripture. All we like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord laid on him, that would be Jesus, the Messiah, the sin, the iniquity of us all. 
That's Isaiah 53, verse 6. Ultimately, divine forgiveness is an extension. Uh, I mentioned mercy. Mercy means we don't have to... Uh, it's, it's like... Uh, let, me, let me contrast grace and mercy. Grace is a gift God gives us uh, that we don't deserve. Mercy is not getting what we do deserve, the full punishment that we deserve. So divine forgiveness is an extension of God's grace. Um, and what we see is uh, we are an expression of God's grace when we choose to forgive others with God's divine forgiveness. In other words, once we receive what he gives us, then it's easier for us to give forgiveness. Uh, Ephesians 4, 32 says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Now, I'm going to mention one thing here. When Jesus was on the cross and he prayed, Father, forgive them. Um, they know not what they do. Some people would say, well, does that mean everyone receives salvation? No, that's not, that's not the point. Realize that forgiveness is a gift and the forgiver is, ble is blessed in giving it whether the person being forgiven benefits from it or not. Meaning, many refuse forgiveness because accepting it requires acknowledging the need for forgiveness. Um, being forgiven um, by having our sins paid for is one matter. Receiving the, and benefiting from being forgiven is entirely another. In other words, we need to receive Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. He died on the cross so that we could be forgiven, but we still, our part is to receive Jesus. Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life, June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917. We'll protect your privacy and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. 
That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They are truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart. If you have any questions about the topic of forgiveness or any number of topics, there are over 100 of our Keys for Living that will help you to address your situation. Just call our customer support team. They're at 800-488-HOPE anytime, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help you access the right resources. We want to recommend our Keys for Living on forgiveness called Releasing You is Freeing Me. And again, customer support is available to talk to you about whatever resources might be most helpful to you as you deal with a situation in your life or as you're helping someone else and can walk them through a situation with some of our materials might be helpful. That uh, number again, 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Also check out our website for a full listing of our resources. All of our materials are there, including uh, the Keys for Living and as uh, well as June's many uh, biblical resources over the years with Bible studies and other books. The website is hopefortheheart.org slash store. Let's get to our caller for tonight. We welcome back to the program a listener on KKLA in California. We welcome back Paula. Well, Paula, I am so glad that we get to talk again. Um, you, you touched my heart with your story. So welcome back, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, one of the things that um, was painful to hear, uh, you, you had a lot of early pain in your life. And uh, you. I remember you told me that your mom died when you were uh, either just almost four years old, so you were three, and uh, your mom was just 27 and then you were put into uh, foster homes. Uh, there was a, a good, there was only one woman that you ever felt that truly loved you for you. And you said she died. Um, and uh, that was a, a huge loss in your life. And you said you married an abuser. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, that's correct. Mm. Now, you have people in your life who just basically say, just just let it go. It's like, yeah. get over it. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, 
there's a lot of pain that you had. And one of the things we talked about was you literally, you, 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 you used a word. You said, how do I release the pain? And you said it several times, but it's, how do I release the pain? And I thought, you know, I think I know what is going to help you. I told you that the word forgive means release, literally. It's release. It's like releasing. Uh, if uh, Some people use the term to forgive a debt. And some that would mean to release the person who owes you money, releasing them from having to pay. Now, you don't do that out of weakness. You do it out of strength, if that were the case. But I wondered if, and, and by the way, you know, what I love in your life is you have worked with special ed children, edu special education children, meaning they typically have disabilities. Yes. And you have a heart for those who at times are weak, not only children, but senior citizens. Uh, and you learned to reach out and, and help them. And so you have a big heart, but your, your question to me, I would like to know how to release things, you said, meaning release the pain, uh, release the hurt. Uh, and you, you said you feel like people discard you. Yeah. Um, mm. So were you able to make a list of the people who had hurt you? I made a list. Okay, I've asked you to do that. That's why, and 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 then so it, it's not like you're just doing this on your own, but because there's going to be something we're going to do, and so you've. Um, I I really believe that because you and you also said it's hard for me to give to forgive me. So, um, it's not just that you're pointing a finger at other people, but you don't know how to forgive you, yourself. So, and we all have chosen wrong. We've all, and you, you talked about messing up, and then you get upset. And so, where would you like to begin? I'm going to make a suggestion. Did did you do? Did you make a list like in your childhood those who had hurt you? Yes. And then, okay, great. Uh, so, if we could, we're going to start. Just think of it as like a timeline. Um, but from the earliest days, who hurt you? Who harmed you? Who who wounded your heart? Let's start with 
the person at your earliest age of whatever it is. You can tell me how old you were and, and who was that. And I'm going to be taking notes. Um, it was about, I was, I think I was four. Okay. And four. who was that? Four going on five. Okay. Um, and who who is that? It was a um, gentleman, I guess, in the neighborhood that mm. hurt me. Yeah. Okay, there was a man in the neighborhood. Yes. Uh, and what did he do? Um, he exposed himself, his private areas, and had me caress it and to touch it and to all of that stuff with his private area. Okay. So he uh, was totally inappropriate, exposing himself, and then he forced himself on you. Is that correct? Yes, because we were in a room, and he closed the door, and he took me in the room. And I can okay. remember what the room looks like, too. Hmm. The reason you can remember is when there is trauma, it's like your brain takes a picture of what was so traumatic. And it can come back, that scene can come back involuntarily. You're not asking for it to come back. But it's because of the trauma. Okay, and um, is there anything else that he did at another time? Yes, he would always take his penis out and rub against my vaginal area and just mm. be all down there. So it wasn't just that one time? No, no, it wasn't. For how long did he do this? Meaning, this, this, how this many happened, yeah. This happened all the way up until my... Uh, most of my teenage years. Oh, wow. Okay. So we could say age four to how long? So it, you were how old? I was close to 15, I believe. Okay. Almost 16. It was somewhere there. Okay. From age four to 15. And um, did you tell or try to tell anyone? I, I was afraid because there yeah. was other people too. There was other men also at the same time. Okay. So, him. so you're saying there were other men who did the same thing to you. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Mm. About how many other men? Three other men, okay. And what I'm hearing is you were not protected. No. Okay, 
there were three other men who sexually abused you. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. You know, I'm just going to be candid. A conscientious parent is very vigilant about children because they know that they are way overpowered by adults or even older teens um, or teenagers. My point is conscientious parents will not... I, I just was in a conversation yesterday <clears throat> where a mom was being very vigilant, truly vigilant, but the reason she was vigilant was because of abuse that she had experienced as a child. But, but I'm just saying to you, it is right for parents to protect their children and to know that they are not being um, put in positions where they are powerless. So this is, did you ever feel it was your fault? I didn't understand it because they seemed to do it at the time when nobody else was there. I didn't get it. I never understood. And I began to feel like that, that something is wrong with me. You know, with these things happening, I'm the factor. I'm the one with all of this. No, nothing is wrong with you, sweetheart. What was wrong is literally preying on a child. And even into those young teenage years. I just want to make sure you understand God will not hold you accountable. This is wrong. It is up to adults to protect children, not to perpetrate children. Is that clear? Okay. So anytime you start to think, what's wrong with me that I did, you know, no, it is not about you. You are being taken advantage of. And that's why we must always be in the position of protecting children. Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you? That He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as precious and beloved to Him? So many of us have a distorted image of God, that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you believe. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular 31-day devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. You will gain biblical insight to help embrace the life-changing truth of the identity you have through your relationship with Jesus Christ. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night, and we give praise to God for how it has been used by Him to change so many lives for so many years. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes, for yourself or for a loved one at junehunt.org. That's junehunt.org. 
We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver. We'll get back to our caller in a moment. If you have any questions or concerns about any of the topics that we bring up on the program, please call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they can help you get the resources that you need in your hands. Uh, Their number again, 800-488-HOPE. We want to recommend our keys for living on childhood sexual abuse called The Secret Storm. Also, abuse recovery from surviving to thriving. And those and so many other resources are available by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE. You can also email them if you'd prefer to do that. Just ask your questions there at customer support at hopefortheheart.org, and they'll be happy to hear from you. Again, that's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Let's return to our conversation with Paula. All right, Paula. Thank you. You are, you're doing great. You're doing exactly what I'm asking you to do. What I want to know is who has hurt you, who has done things against you that you don't feel right about. So we've talked about beginning at age four, this neighbor, a man, uh, and you explained what he did. And then there were three other men also along the way. Okay. So... Anything else you want to mention about that, or do we want to go to the next person on your list? No, the next. Okay. Person. Okay. Who's on the next person on your list? The next person was the person I ended up marrying after. Okay. You know, high school. I ended up marrying someone. It didn't turn out good at all. I think you indicated that he was an abuser. Is that right? Yes. Okay, so we could call him your abusive husband. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. All right. And what did he do? He just did not want anybody to come to the house. Wanted to make sure I never had any company. Didn't want me to go anywhere. Didn't want me, I didn't wear makeup anyway, but he never wanted me to look nice. Didn't want anyone to look at me. And he just would, those days that he did drink, he never would drink at home, but he would come home 
distorted and messed up and mean and violent. Mm. So are you saying he wouldn't let you have friends? Is that one thing? Yeah, not at the house. Couldn't bring, didn't want anybody ever at the house. Okay, and what would you say he was controlling? Yes. That's what it sounds like to me, that it it's all, it's like everything had to be his way. Is that correct? You are definitely correct. Okay. Everything. Yeah. And, okay, so what, when you had told me earlier that he was abusive, what did he do? that would be considered abusive? Well, he would talk for four, five, six hours at a time. I had to stay there and listen to it, no matter if I was sleepy, laying in the bed. It was all about what he had to say, and he had to say it until he got tired the next day, expressing mm. about his way, his way, he didn't stand everything about his way. And he would slap, he would hit me, just have to pay attention to what he said, his way. Mm. Everything was his idea. Okay, he would slap you and hit you. Yes. And it, it just everything was his way. Everything had to be his way. His way of doing things. Okay. And he's tried to choke me before. Um, uh, he's cut me, so it's just been a lot. Hmm. So, was there a point at which you got away from him? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. So, how long were you married to him? Um, I think a little under, um, it was almost, what, eight years, nine years? Okay. Eight to nine years. Okay. Yeah. All right. Who is next on your list? Um, well, after leaving that abusive situation, I went and dated someone that was just as mean, just mm. as mean. I seem like I just picked the, the top people for my life. I was in no straight mind. Okay, and how was he mean to you? Um... He didn't want me to talk to anyone in front of him. Like if I said hi to another gentleman or something, oh, you're flirting. And then he wants to slap me up because I say hi. Or, you know, ask a gentleman a question in the store or something. Oh, instead of asking him, like if we need something, it's like I should have asked him instead of asking mm -hmm. another man. There I go, mm -hmm. making the mistake of asking another man for help. Okay. So it sounds like he was very possessive. Yes. Okay. Because he was smarter than me, 
mindset and all these things and just a lot of stuff. Okay. Anything else about him? Just controlling. Yes. Just would talk for hours and hours also and hours to tell me how bad I looked, I didn't dress good, I wasn't smart, I was this, just hours of like an interrogation type mm. thing. But I couldn't say anything, I just had to listen to being talked to like I was in a person. Hmm. All kinds of names. Wow. Didn't you didn't treat you even like a person. Wow. The opposite. Like yeah, the very opposite of how God wants us to treat one another. But um, I'm hearing that, yeah, you went from an abusive husband to an abusive man that you dated. How long did you date him? It had to be four years, I think. Okay. Were you all living together? No, not at first. But I mm-hmm. did for a short time, but I I didn't let that last long at all. That was okay. a mistake. Okay. Okay, thank you. Okay, about four years. All right, and then who is next on the list? After that... I did not, I didn't date anybody for a long, 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 long time until a couple of years ago. And that was a mistake. Again, me trying to date someone and I'm a believer and that person isn't a believer and just the deception. This person wasn't me or nothing like that. They just don't believe in God. They don't have a relationship mm. with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like they were just, I'm just, was tricked. They weren't uh, So you think you were duped? Tricked? I, I duped myself into believing this person actually, when they say I love you, they actually meant it. Uh Okay, so he said he loved you, but it didn't prove to be love. No. No. It wasn't. And this it is wasn't. the yeah, this is the man recently you have really been hurt over. Because then he yes. went to someone else, I think you told me. Yes. Okay. So you felt Deceived. Is it? Is that right? You felt deceived? That if a person, I just don't know why, don't say it. It's just a waste of energy, a waste of words. Mm-hmm. But he's not a believer, so why would he stay single? Yes. Why would he? Because he doesn't mm-hmm. believe in God. He doesn't have a relationship with he doesn't want a relationship with God. Right? And okay. that's where I feel like I'm the one that just, 
I was wrong because I did walk in obedience. And I wanted him to be a certain way, and it's not in him. Okay. And so it sounds like you know that it's that the Bible says that uh, we're not to be unequally yoked. Is that correct? Yes. You you yes. know that scripture. Okay. Yes. Okay. So now today you see the wisdom in letting the people in our hearts uh, where we are aligned spiritually, not a non-believer, but a believer with another true believer. Is that correct? Yes. I don't want to put words in your mouth. I'm just trying to interpret what I think I'm hearing you say. And see, that's wisdom. By the way, you know, um, some people will say, well, how do you... How do you learn to make wise decisions? And I can say, well, by making unwise decisions. But you, you learn the hard way that, oh, this is painful. Um, so, by the way, um, uh, my friend, how old are you? I am 57 years old. Okay. Okay. All right. So, you've we could say that uh, you've had a lot of pain in the first two-thirds of your life, but you can have a lot of different interactions and different people in your life for this last third of your life. So oh, when we come back, um, tell me who else have been the major people who've hurt you. And the, then we're going to do something that's going to be helpful. And it's something that God would want us all to do. And it has to do with how do we release the people who have caused us pain in our lives. And that's exactly what you asked for when we first talked, how do, you, how do you release them? Well, we're going to give you the specifics. And um, I'm very proud of you, by the way. You're, you're doing exactly what I've wanted you to do, to tell me who has wounded your heart. And then we're going to look forward to what will heal your heart. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-917 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-917. 
That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They are truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. Listening to Hope in the Night uh, with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of our ministry. We thank you. Our customer support team can be reached at 800 488 Hope. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. Let me recommend our Keys for Living on Abuse Recovery from Surviving to Thriving. Also, June has written a book uh, on the topic of abuse, on many types of abuse, covered in this book called How to Rise Above Abuse. Those and so many other topics and uh, resources are available by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. If you'd like to speak with June about something going on in your life, some question you have, some uh, situation maybe you have, going on that uh, you would like some insight on, just give us a call. We'd love to talk to you on an upcoming Hope in the Night. The number is 800-NIGHT-17, 800-NIGHT-17. And when you call, just leave a detailed message for us. We'll get right back and schedule you for an upcoming Hope in the Night. That's 800-NIGHT-17. 800-644-4817. By the way, we have availability in the next few days. We'd like to hear from you and get you on the program. Well, let's get back to tonight's conversation now with Paula. All right, sweetheart, you're doing great. I asked you last time when we talked to put down literally those who have hurt you, those who wounded you, those who uh, did things that were against you. Um, and so who else is on your list? Um, it was a, a sister, just someone I knew from church, and I really messed up by opening up and talking to her and sharing things when she just does not know how to not talk and share everything with everyone. Oh, so you did share from your heart, but then she shared what you shared with her with others. Is that right? Yeah. And it hurt, but I just realized I have to learn to keep my mouth shut and just look at people and not 
just say, oh, this is a nice person, and just trust them off the top like I've been. That, that, I just have to change. Well, I think the issue is learning who can be confidential. See, there, there are some people that can be trusted, and they won't um, reveal what you share in confidence. And you don't learn that initially. You, you learn it by observation over a period of time. Now, that doesn't mean it always... The, it, you can think that people will keep a confidence. And there, but I'm saying there are people who will keep a confidence. And so that this is where you pray for discernment and make sure you have the peace of God about sharing with another person. But um, so did anything happen beyond what you just said that she shared confidential private information that you shared with her? It just, it's like the other people, just other people found out in that hurt, you know, mm. to, to, to trust someone. It takes me back from when I was a kid. This mm. happened. That when I started to talk about the stuff that happened, people didn't even want to believe stuff. And yes. they would talk about it. And not try to help, but you would talk about it. Mm. But these were people that were believers, and they would talk openly instead of causing and helping. Mm-hmm. So, early on, you're saying that if you shared something that was wrong that happened that the person or people who you thought would be responsible who could have tried to help they didn't help they just talked about you is that right? Yes um, and I just um, felt like I talked for a long time I didn't want to talk to people okay and I feel like that now, right now. I feel like I just can't open myself up right now. I'm too hurt inside to talk to you. Mm -hmm. That's why I decided to call in. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Is anyone else on your list? Um, no. Okay. No, we would be here all night if I yeah, okay. listen to my Lord. <laughs> okay, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to have us do. Um, I've written down the best of my ability what you've said. Now, I'm looking at this list, and what I see of heavy, well, it's primarily those who violated your trust, people who hurt you. Some would be mean. But um, I want you to think of this 
I want you to imagine that around your neck, I have put a meat hook around your neck. And you're looking at this big meat hook and all these people who have hurt you, those who've been abusive, um, they're on this emotional hook. They're on the hook. And I said, because you, you asked me last time when we talked, how can I release this pain? How, how can I release all this from the past? And the word forgive means release. And so I want you to imagine what you're going to do is take those people, and we're going to do this together, you and I are doing this together, we're going to mention each person that you've told me about this evening, and literally you're going to take that person off of, one at a time, off of your emotional hook and put that person onto God's hook. So you're releasing them from your hook, putting them onto God's hook, because the Bible says, it is mine to avenge. This is God speaking. It is mine to avenge. I will repay. So it's not like they're getting away with what they've done, but we're just taking it off of your emotional hook. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. All right. Let's just go to the Lord in prayer. I want you to repeat after me. God, you know the pain I have felt for so long. God, you know the pain that I felt for so long. Even in my childhood. Even in my childhood. And even going on to the present now. And even going on to the present now. I remember when I was a child. I remember when I was a child. And this neighbor man uh, was sexually abusive toward me. And, and when this neighbor man was sexually abusive towards me. Exposing himself. Exposing himself. And then doing things from from age four, my, when I was four to age 15. Doing things from the age of four to 15. You know how powerless I felt. You know how powerless I felt. And I wondered what was wrong with me. And I wondered what was wrong with me. But I understand the wrong was the wrong that this man did toward me. But I understand that the wrong was the wrong that the man did towards me. And so I take him off of my emotional hook. So I take him off of my emotional hook. And I'm putting him onto your hook, Lord Jesus. And I'm 
putting them onto your hook, Lord Jesus. And in regard to the three other men who did the same and thing. In regard to the three other men that did the same thing. I'm choosing as an act of my will. And I'm choosing as an act of my will. To release them from me. To release them from me. And I'm putting them onto your emotional hook. And I'm putting them onto your emotional hook. Lord, set me free from all of them. Lord, set me free from all of them. And you know that I got into uh, a painful relationship with an abusive husband. Lord, you know I got into a painful relationship with an abusive husband. For eight to nine years. Eight to nine years. He was controlling. He was controlling. Wouldn't let me have friends. Wouldn't let me have friends. Would uh, slap me, hit me. He would slap me and hit me. Choke me and cut me. Choke me and cut me. Lord, I release him from my emotional hook. Lord, I release him from my emotional hook. And put him onto your hook. And I put him onto your hook. And the man I dated for four years, and who was mean. For four years. He was mean. He, he would was mean. slap me. He would slap me. Possessive toward me. And possessive towards me. I'm putting him onto your hook. And I'm putting him onto your hook. And even this man that I've more recently dated. Even this man I've more recently dated. I felt deceived. I felt deceived. And Lord, I'm releasing him from my hook to your hook. I'm releasing him from my hook to your hook. And the untrustworthy people in my life. And the untrustworthy people in my life. Uh, those who shared confidences. And those who shared confidences. And I had a misplaced trust. And I had a misplaced trust. I take them off of my hook and put them onto your hook. I take them off of my hook and I put them onto your hook. Set me free, Lord Jesus. Set me free, Lord Jesus. It's you I trust. It's you I trust. And thank you for having hope for my heart. We have resources on abuse recovery called From Surviving to Thriving. We'll be sending resources to tonight's caller. We do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash hope. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.